Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Hello podcast listeners. Good morning. Mardo, where are you going? Oi, 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 present. Uh, great show today. There's lots coming up in the podcast. But uh, we never got to this one from yesterday. You remember you were talking about um, uh, putting it? No, we've been talking. I sent the dog dogs. to the Cairo yesterday, and then oh, how'd it go? Yeah, look, there's a few issues. So he's definitely got his neck out. He's definitely got his back out. He's got a torn ligament in his hind leg, and he's got arthritis. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a dog. Yeah, uh, I put him do- down. Uh, chiropractors, animal chiropractors, have been around for a long time. Lots of horse trainers, thoroughbreds, racehorses, Mardo use chiropractors. Yeah. Um, and I took my dog to a chiropractor yesterday because Corey refuses to pay a thousand dollars to take him to the vet. Yep. So it was a hundred bucks instead. It's really reasonable. Ooh, I like that. I had to drive to Jim Boomba, however. Right. Uh, which is only 20 k's for us, you know, 20, if, 30 if minutes. you're thinking, here's Anne from Laywood. She wanted to jump in and make everyone feel better. My dog tore her ACL and yep. wasn't using her right back leg. Yep. I took her to the vet for a scan to confirm. They told me it's a $4,000 surgery plus a 12-week confinement mm. where she wasn't allowed to walk around with a weekly with, who also had to have a weekly vet visit. They would have See? charged for that. Then they told me she would do the left leg within the year of surgery of the right leg, so it's an $8,000 surgery all up. Yep. See, if Anne had have known previously, like I did yesterday, make everybody aware of these dog chiros and animal chiros, Anne could have taken her dog to the chiro, 100 bucks, they could have fixed him. So, Anne, it looks like she said the vet told her it was going to be $4,000. There's no indication where Anne has buried the dog. It's I... also $200 to put it down. <laughs> Is that's that a right? cheaper alternative. Is that right? Well, that's what Corey said. I said, I'm not putting him down. Oh. Let's just take him to the Cairo and see what But happens. you know those dogs that get the uh, cart? They strap the themselves little, to a two-legged cart at the back like and just drag themselves It looks like a horse at the trots. Yeah, that's funny. See, that's, isn't that a funny idea? That's better than $8,000. i just $8, carry him around in my handbag like Hilly is with your Ted. Mm, anyway, we don't want to talk about that. No, Marta was very upset earlier. You'll find out why. He's lost his dog. Yeah. Mm, poor Ted. Hey, listen to this one. No, no, I don't want to. He's sad now. Mm. J- Jasmine from Bigger Waters. This is it's my dog's making me sad. Remember, I used to have a dog for yeah, nearly six used years. To have a dog I used to throw the ball to him every day. Every day, he was just as autistic as you, and so that was what was so great about your relationship. We fed each other's autism, <laughs> and now I don't have him. Now I bought us. My daughter stole my dog. Who are you throwing the ball to? Not poor cat. Don't tell me you've got her on hands and knees fetching the ball. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> come on, come on, stop slobbering. Except instead of a tennis ball, stop. it's your balls. Here, stop. Kat, come get it. Stop come slobbering. Get it. <laughs> stop slobbering, you have to wipe them down. Anyway, that's uh, good luck with the <laughs> good luck with that. podcast. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast. I know Peter Volandis is very busy in the lead up to the Everest, but is he around to discuss a little bit of... Um... Pete, come on in. Rugby League. Yeah, Pete. that's right. Rugby League. Uh, Greg Alexander, great, former great of the game, currently commentates uh, for Fox Sport. You can see him on NRL 360 every now and then. Uh, an assistant coach at uh, the New South Wales State of Origin side. Stepped down. Did he step down with Brad Fittler? 
He stepped down first, and Brad Fittler went, oh, everyone's abandoning. Everyone oh, stepped everyone's down, abandoning and ship. then Brad Fittler's gone. You know that. I didn't realise Brandy mm. had stepped down. Mm. I apologise. How remiss of me. I missed that in all of the NRL news that's been floating around oh, lately. No. Towards the end of the season, of course, and, you know, our beloved Brisbane Broncos. Uh, but what do uh, NRL players do when they're not playing anymore, when their season has ended and they don't get Drink. selected in rep sides? Drink. Get arrested. Yeah. Well, get we- arrested. We into their own mouth. Well, they go to parties yeah. and... Uh, yeah, that's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Parties that they're not invited to, apparently, uh, because uh, what? Brandon Smith, hectic cheese, as we like to call him, and Cooper Johns, his little mate, Matty Johns's son, yeah. found themselves at a party that they weren't invited to. She had a big night a couple of nights ago when I was watching the Warriors game. I went over to Matty Johns' house, and then leaving Matty Johns' house, I was trying to find a pub to go to, and me and Cooper ended up going past Greg Alexander's house, and there was a big party on, so we just invited ourselves and walked straight in. Turns out it was Brandy's wife's 50th we went to. <laughs> ended up there till 5 a.m., so I was like, bro, how, what's the chance that we're going to walk in here? And he's just going to go, what the f*** are you doing here? <laughs> Hold on. So they're driving down the road and there's a party and they walk in. I mean, I initially thought it was end of season type stuff because that's what you do. You party, you know, at the end of the season. No, he's watching the Warriors game. I'm going to assume that's the Warriors Broncos maybe prelim final a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Looking for a party. Uh, Pretty sure there's heaps of pubs in Sydney you could have gone to, bud. You live in Bondi. Playing for the Roosters. Like, no, nothing's as loose as a 50th, though. Marto, you can attest, 50 is getting pretty loose. It's a lot of uh, lot of oldies last chance to really fire up. Well, Let go. 50th, it goes until what time? 5 a.m. apparently. That's solid. Mm, gate crashing a party, mm. though. That's. I mean, you know a little bit about that, Marto. You've gate crashed parties before. What do you mean? Gate crashed a protest recently as well. Oh, he yeah. did gate crash. I was part of that You're protest. Don't even try it. Uh, no, was it after the uh, State of Origin? You ended up on some top oh, floor of some hotel? that was the State of Origin party mm. with all the boys. No, well, that was all right because I knew a few. Well, that's how you get in. You yeah. Go, and people to see you and they go, oh, he, he must know them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Marto also left at 5 a.m. apparently. Oh, yeah, but I, I'm not like Brandon Smith. I don't bring bags to parties. <laughs> oh, Gucci bags. No. You, whatever. Well, he yeah. brings rum generally, yes. you know, because... Accelerant. Yes. Let's play this one more time. Because I am the rum lord. Right. Just on that note, oh, I, know. I know we have to go to the traffic, but yeah. stop calling me the rum lord. No, it's it's giving me a really Call bad reputation. See, Marto, just hang out the side of your car and yell it's out rum lord. It's giving you a bad reputation. Yeah. Or... Well, sometimes I drink beer and people go, you want a rum? No, I don't want a rum. Well, why not? Because I am the rum lord. No, stop. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Brisbane has... You what? think it's only a week ago when we're going, oh, what's going to happen with the world? There's no sport left. Oh, oh <laughs> woe is me. But then we... That's right. Spring Racing Carnival. Oh, cricket. Pacific Cups this weekend, the cricket. Oh. The Rugby World Cup is the eight best teams. It finally gets properly underway this weekend, the Rugby World Cup. There's stuff going on everywhere. Where are they racing? Every day they're racing somewhere. I've got here's the lift out, the TAB lift out from the Courier Mail. Where is the are they? Everest is on this weekend. The what? Everest is on this weekend. Yes, yes, yes. Saturday. Yeah, but where are they racing today? Barcaldine. Oh, Where's that? Barcaldine out oh, in Western Colden. Queensland. You can have race one. I thought, what a stupid idea. There's a horse called Here's Harry. I'll probably put five dollars on that because oh, it's my son's hey, name. Well, careful. Get what? the dog up you. Yeah, but we need to play the disclaimer. And? You win some, you lose more. Yes, I know. Hey, I was at lunch on Friday and it Bear had the, um, the Melbourne Cup 
winner there, uh, one of the owners of Gold, Gold Trip. Trip that won the Melbourne Cup last year. And they had Kieran Ma, the trainer of Gold Bloody. Trip there. He, he must be a genius. Peter Ty was there, the Winks part guy. owner of Winks. Uh, um, anyway, they said to look out for a horse called To Be Frank. Right, oh, let's remember that. It won't be racing some, you lose them. more. Mm. So they, I just have to keep playing They actually gave us it. the tip for Gold Trip last year at yeah. that luncheon a couple of weeks out, and I got on it at $21. <gasps> I, you win I, some, you lose I more. I remember that. Mm-hmm. You did too. Yep. But then I on, came back and I said, oh, get it, on this horse called Gold Trip. And you're all like, you're an idiot. Shut up. Did you have a bet on it on Saturday? It ran at Flemington. Yes. It came out of the pack and won it paying 35 You win bucks. some, you lose more. Listen, will you stop that nonsense? <laughs> what because about? No, you keep going. You Sorry. know how. Well, well, I could talk all day about this. You, you know this story. I was never, I've never owned a horse, never into him until about 18 months ago. And then you start living near the racetrack and every man and his dog thinks that's why you live near the racetrack. We're living near the racetrack because that's the only place we could find a rental off our nephew. I didn't realise you were such a big fan of Barack Obama and the Queen, Mardo. That's, I had nothing to do with the naming of our stupid horse. Baraka Queen. Baraka Queen or something. No, it means go slow in Egyptian or something. Oh. Uh, well, don't you want the, the horse to go fast, though? No, well, that's what the joke was. Maybe we don't that's know the what, problem. We, we never know what it means. But we like, think I've got the interpretation here. You win some, you lose more. Yes, that <laughs> seems to be the um, It would appear that I'm not going to make a lot of money out of racehorses. And these, I own one and ca- well, I own two and a half percent of one. How are you okay. accumulating horses without understanding how much you actually own? Because People good mates recommend them, okay? Mm, and I good. fall for it because they're great mates. And they say, we'll be getting on the piss here soon at the races. And that has right. not happened. Now, getting on the piss. You win that, some, you lose more. That has not happened yet. Um, now, anyone who's thinking about getting into the racing industry... Um, you think you're staunch. I, I spent most of my life not being involved in the racing industry, and then they get you, and this is how they hound you, okay? This came through yesterday, last night, Margot, the, the report on Betty. Now, don't forget, I went. I drove all the way to Kilcoy with my mum to watch it race, and it was rained out. So I, I've been wondering the last few days, wonder what's happening with... Is Betty what you call Baraka Quinn? Yeah, well, that's the stable name for Baraka Quinn oh, is okay. Betty, okay? Yeah. Here's the trainer, and you tell me that they are some smooth salesmen, these trainers. Hey, guys, uh, Betty... Uh, has had a really good week this week, um, mm. as per usual. She doesn't, uh, you know, she's uh, quite a pleasure to have around the stables. She's oh, no, awesome it up bit there. Of work. Stop it there. <laughs> she's a pleasure to have around the stables. What I want to hear is, shit, she's running fast, but no, play on. Uh, Betty uh, has had a really good week this week, um, as per usual. She doesn't, uh, you know, she's uh, quite a pleasure to have around the stables. Mm. She did a nice little bit of work, just keeping her ticking her over. Yeah. She looks great. Still looks really bright in the eye. Bright. Coats. Just like glass, so she's thriving, guys. Keep her ticking over. She a vintage she's car. Thriving. We the need eyes, her to win. The yeah. eyes, the coat's nice. I want, I want. The um. legs are looking. Seems like you might have manifested something, Marta. You started off the show talking about the horrible situation going on in Israel with the attacks oh, it was from everywhere. Hamas. It's been everywhere. Snowy's been trying to track someone down to talk to, and he's managed to get a hold of Hugh Whitfeld, oh, who we've ripper. got on the line right now, the Seven News Europe Bureau Chief. Hugh, where in the world are you as we speak to you? Morning, guys. I'm in Tel Aviv, um, which obviously is uh, the most populated city in Israel, and it is a city that, you know, in some parts today felt like, and even for the people here, felt like COVID was back because there was barely anyone on the streets, everyone wanting to stay at home, schools are shut, a lot of people are working from home, they know how to do that now. It's because people are scared to go outside, and if you do go outside, there's kind of this soundtrack that just, 
plays all day and it's the jets in the air and the rockets coming overhead from Gaza and the Iron Dome defence system knocking as many of those rockets, those Hamas rockets out of the sky as possible. They kind of sound like a clap of thunder every time it happens Uh, and sometimes you can see the streaks of those rockets in the sky as well. We've been speaking with Australians here who have spent part of the day in their safe rooms in their apartments and for a lot of them those safe rooms are, are bedrooms that have uh, have special extra extra thick walls to try and protect people a lot of families here impacted uh, and then down in those towns closer to Gaza they've been copying some of those rockets that have been landing as well today too. You, you, historically, let's say over the last 20 years, we always see, oh, there's another bombing in the Middle East. The Middle East to Australia is a faraway concept. Could you give us the dummy's guide and the timeline to what's been going on since Saturday morning? Well, Saturday was the surprise that Israel never expected. Uh, It's been described as Israel's 9-11 moment in terms of the magnitude of the impact that it will have on this country and also the fact that it was just so unexpected. There's been a catastrophic government and intelligence failure that has not seen this coming. Otherwise, none of these Hamas militants would have broken through the fence that's meant to be guarded by the Israeli Defence Force and make it into Israeli communities kidnapping uh, Israeli civilians, murdering hundreds of people at a music festival and taking those those captives back across the border to Gaza. That's never happened before. The kind of worst thing that's happened in that respect yeah. was one soldier taken into Gaza a couple of years ago and he, he was held for five years. He got released because Israel released more than a 1,000 Palestinian uh, militants that it had in its jail. So you can only imagine what... Israel's going to have to try and do to get more than 100 civilians released. It's it's truly frightening. Obviously a strategic uh, operation uh, being that they started it on the religious holiday where uh, I guess Israel was unassuming that anything was coming. Uh, but war in numbers, the casualties, the numbers are extremely high already. Are there any Australians involved that we're aware of at this stage? Well, look, we believe that the, the Department of Foreign Affairs is trying to ascertain the whereabouts of an Australian woman. At this stage, we are told that she is unaccounted for. Now, that could mean any number of things, but there are claims that she may have been among those people kidnapped and taken across the border to Gaza. Foreign Affairs is clearly working overtime to try and work out exactly where she might be, uh, if indeed she, she... is, you know, in a in a situation where she, she has a massive problem like being a captive or whether she just hasn't contacted her family. So consular staff, no doubt, working overtime. Uh, but uh, nine US citizens are among those who've been uh, killed, 10 British citizens, 14 Thai nationals. So there are people uh, beyond just Israelis who, who are being impacted uh, by this. And Look, there is massive preparations underway now for what will be a huge ground operation to try and get into Gaza by Israel to get those captives out. How does this end? That's what I was going to ask. But we've seen enormous aircraft carriers headed over to the Mediterranean now, Hugh. Hamas must understand that Israel is allied with some very powerful countries, America being one of them. Where does this go? Well, look, added into that, Iran, uh, Iran backs Hamas. Yes. Hamas has the backing of Iran. But, Hama, but Hamas and 
people in Gaza don't have an air force. It's always been Israel's upper hand. It can attack, it can attack from the air in a way that Hamas cannot. And 300,000 reservists ready to go from Israel Oof. as well. So Israel's military might is unquestioned up against Gaza, but does Iran get involved? Do some other uh, friendly nations to the Palestinian people and Hamas get involved as well? That's where the concerns are about an expanding conflict with firefights uh, over the border with Lebanon as well today with oh. Hezbollah, the militant group there that's all also back. Well, they're by coming from Iran. the north there. They're coming down from the north they're there. They're coming from the north. Jeez. Exactly. So Israel has always felt itself surrounded. It's just a matter of A, how much help it's going to get, and B, the real danger that it faces, not just from Hamas, but also a nation state like Iran. Wow. Stay safe, Hugh. We'll keep in touch, mate. Yeah. We might get you back on as things unfold. Thanks for your time, mate. Good on you guys, Chief. Triple M Breakfast. What's that motto? What? Talk about the trade period in the AFL. I'm glad you asked. The trade period in the AFL. <laughs> no, no, no. I, think he said, I think he said when you and Alex were just discussing it, conversing, uh, is, that's enough, you two. This is nonsense. This is, the footy season's over, correct? Over. Footy season, fine Oi, racing, 2024 fine is ahead of us. And what are the teams oh, going to no. look like? Because players be are switching around. Don't be a dick. I, I know that you've been asking me all morning, mate, you've got to get that AFL trade period chat on air because I keep... Pestering you off there. No, no, no. Is this drafting you, you and trading? Live in, yeah. live in Melbourne, if you want to talk about who's got the number four pick and what they're transferring against the Eagles and then over to the dog. If you win Collingwood, etc., do they get first pick? No, no they, they get last. last. Oh, they go last. They try and game the system. So we came second, so uh, don't we'll get... even try to get down this track. Don't ask him. Don't ask him about trade so weekends. So yesterday you were telling part. us about Duty and some other fella. Tom Duday's locked in, coming up from the Crows. Oh, he's coming. Defender, he's locked in. He's coming to the Lions, and I promised Mardo... And this is the boring, boring thing about you. No, you've been talking about for four days. <laughs> One of the boring it actually things. only happened yesterday, Margo, <laughs> and for three days he's been getting a big juicy. Oh, I've been watching the chat so, in our WhatsApp group, yeah, you know, that nonsense. thing that I'm a part of that you all talk about football in? Yeah, that you observe from a distance behind the bushes like a creeper. Well, I, I promised I'd do it through the bars of a song to keep everyone entertained. This is the first bit of the song we're building. Brisbane Lions made a trade today, today. Coming up from Adelaide, do-day, do-day, Tom. It was good on one day, but you've mm. been going this for four the days second now. second bit was revealed yesterday. Dev Robinson, midfielder, the guy who lost his Guernsey, he got ripped off during the year. The yeah. Eagles were interested. He yeah. said, no, nah, no, nah, bugger that, I'm going to yeah. stay at the Lions. Dev Robinson, he's going to stay with do-day, do-day. They'll rip their shirts off and still play. Dev and Tom do-day. Funny how his no, name I rhymes with... No, do-day rhymes with gay. It's funny, isn't it? Mm. There's shirts off oh, and there's all sorts of... How Nipple rubbing. How mature of you. <laughs> oh, hold on. You started a little song. I just noticed that Margot was no, bopping I along. I stopped dancing myself. On. I stopped myself. Anyway, mm. I got hit up on the burner phone. I'm being harassed. People are accusing me of forgetting one of the hugest things that's happened in the history of the Lions recently. Oh, one no. of our favourites, Dan Rich. Retired. He's not going around next year. So he's going up to the... Where's he going? Noosa, Noosa Tigers. Tigers. retiring. He's put out to pass traffic. Noosa, how wonderful. Oh, you're not going to add this to your stupid song. Daniel Rich has oh. called it quits today, today. We will miss his left foot bombs today, today's song. Are we happy? 
You know who's going to be hanging out at Noosa more now that he's the Nambassador? My mum. This one. <laughs> oh, Daniel. My mum's favourite player is Stan Rich. Stalking Daniel Rich. There'll be a crowd a of one at the Noosa Times. 60-year-old women. Stop responding to his Instagram messages. Dan's going to now stalk him in Noosa. The song continues. If you need to add anything in, keep me posted on the burner phone. 0484101045. Little earworm. We'll get it into the ARIA charts eventually. Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. I had trouble yesterday talking about this. A uh, bit of a sad day for us on Sunday where I got uh, got rid of my dog of, for nearly six years, Ted, my Kelpie. I, we gave him away. He didn't go to the country, which often happens to dogs. The farm. He didn't he, put him down. And he's not a shit dog. No, he's... Um, didn't leave him at Morton. <sighs> I looked last night. Food bowl was gone, no lead near the front door. He wasn't sitting there to trip over. He always sits where you trip over him so you know about him. Sick, nearly six years, Ted and I have been together. Your Mr. Greatest, Car- he's our best dog. Best dog of our life. No, he ha- that's my other ball. But yeah, he's a bulldog. And a lot of people will know him over at Morton Island. He spends a bit of time on the beach there at Bulwer as Ted Morton. Oh, I gave him to my daughter. Ted wasn't meant, for, Kelpies weren't meant to live in apartments. Well, you've just recently moved from a home to an apartment. 55 steps. Ted would sit there at the door and just look <laughs> at you and look at the door, look at you, look at you. And we just went, this is the guilt but for both Kath and you I. felt bad. It was just horrible. Yeah. We tried to take him out four times a day and that wasn't enough. Kelpies are high energy moving dogs and you were out throwing the ball to him at the church, mm. which is how you got involved in the rumble sale. And, <laughs> That's right. And I'd so you're always have... throwing the ball and so walking I'm, him I in the neighbourhood. I have to pull out of church life now. Oh, oh no. One and of those I, old ladies. I don't want to get personal, Marto, but windswept knees. It's hard to keep up with a Kelpie, mate. Hilly, my daughter Hillary. Lives, she's fit. She's she lives young, not far from Kedron Brook. She's fit. She's fit. Look, she at, there's a photo it. of Ted yesterday afternoon. Big smile on oh, his he's face. In the creek. He's, we didn't, oh. we didn't, I never used to take him to the creek. And then this morning, this one, Ted up. He's update. found a new lease on life. This, there's Ted this morning. He's like, oh, God, I was stuck with that old bastard yeah, for the last six years. Now I've got a new young one. Here's the update. Ted update. Slept on couch like on oh, He's not allowed inside, is he? He's not allowed inside, spoiled. usually. Woke up, we did a fast 5K run, then he went for a swim in the creek. Oh. This is all this morning. Now he's just chilling in the park. We're going to go and get a coffee and a pup chino. If someone can tell me what a pup... <laughs> this is a working dog, for Christ's sake. <laughs> this right. dog used to drink out of the toilet bowl yeah. at Morton. He, he doesn't have a downstairs toilet. Bowl. He drinks out of toilet or a bucket. Yeah. That's him. Uh, he I doesn't own a bed. How things have changed. <laughs> he used to well, sleep on an old He's living his town. best life. He was on an old gym towel under the house at Morton, yeah, and now he's right. having pup chinos. Marto's song is that sad, sad one. Ted's got some sort of happy song. Yeah. Celebrate oh, yeah. good Listen, times. Come I on. I know we've got to go to the traffic. He's like, thank God. One triple three five three. Have you ever had to give any dog? You didn't know what he was missing out on. And it's turned out okay. <laughs> this is Ted. I want sad stories. Like, yeah, stop that old fella. I want, te- I want <laughs> dogs living their best life when, they, when you got rid young, of them. hot, right. fit chick looking after me now. I know. How good she? I know, he's He's uh, gone all right. He's had seven pup chinos this morning. So it's like a footy player. If you've gone to a better club, give Can us a imagine, yell. One triple three five three. Imagine Marto's dog just sipping on a pup chino. Pup mm. chino. He's in Hillary's handbag as we speak. Oh, <laughs> carrying like her around. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast. Don't you know Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Hey, listen, I've been dodging this the last few years. Last year I just uh, had a water cannon just spraying people at the Bridge of Brisbane, but I'm back. 
the limping legends are coming back, and uh, this is this is. What did you do last year? Did you last do, year. Did you do the walk? Yeah, Margot's meanders. Right, so we did again, the 5K walk. We're not uh, competitive around here. I don't like those people that take it too seriously and go, oh, I've got to do the 10Ks, and good on you if you have to. Well, I, I in this moment, I probably should say thank you, Margot, because I was actually supposed to be doing this again, mm. but because I hurt my foot, I was in a moon boot just a couple of weeks ago. Margot, you so very kindly put your hand up and said, it's all right. I'll do it this year. Got the new knee. Thank you very much. Got the new knee, and I did a 4K walk on last Sunday, so Ooh, I'm walking. Amazing. Go. It's ready to go. I walk fit. Uh, I will say, so we'll take, I think well, I think I need 10 to walk with. Is that right? Five five doubles? Yep. Um, it's on Sunday morning. And one of my, I'd rather that you had some sort of ailment. Tell us about what your uh, limitations are or disability or whatever. Are you putting together Marto's muntoids? Uh, no, the limping leg. I'd rather Are you munted? Because your legs are munted. Mine are completely munted. Um, <laughs> what we will be doing, though, is uh, we won't be walking in fully enclosed footwear. Uh, we will be running in, oh, sorry, whew, no, I said running. Walking in Crocs. Munting. You'll be munting along? Well, you'll just be strolling, and if you need to stop and look at something, go right ahead. If you want to take, if you want to catch a cab for three kilometres and just walk one and a half. If you a- want to go on a leisurely Sunday morning stroll with Mardo. In your Crocs. One, triple, three, in five, your three. In your Crocs. We're wearing Crocs on our feet. Oh, it's the Crocodile Rock. Well, Why don't you tell me that? Hang on. What do you got it there? Well, just well, I just when your feet it. just can't keep still, put them in a pair of Crocs and go for a walk with Mardo. When they replace your knee, it's very hard to do up traditional shoes, so it's much easier to slip into your Crocs. And will a lot be- of people with ailments will go, oh, I'm with you, Mardo. Will you be wearing them in sports mode, Mardo? Or- no, I've got the four-wheel drive one. Oh, you've got the four-wheel drive If you've drive got, ones. what do you call the widgets that you put in them? Gibbets? Gibbets. Gibbets. If you've got gibbets... Bring Mardo some. He doesn't have any yet. I don't want any. I've got means, some spares. I'll bring you some. I bought a thousand of them. And she <laughs> means will you have the back flat down to lock oh, into the ankle? Yeah, to no. lock in. Oh, no. no, no. Yeah. Oh, back flat forward. I'm free flowing. Yeah. yeah, oh. yeah. So you can slip out at any stage. Uh, that's mm. a, but isn't that a problem? Don't you want to be locked in? And I'd suggest socks as well to prevent chafing around the back if you're going to. I lock always in. wear socks. He always wears socks with his Crocs, just in case I'm not cool. I mean, the main thing is that you you don't want to clog up too many of those holes with all those little gibbets, Marto, because that's, you know, where your dignity where your dignity comes out <laughs> out of those holes when you're wearing them. Keep right, those feet listen. naturally aspirated. <laughs> yeah. your got the if you and your partner or you and a mate or whatever. Nobody if you wears Crocs. Unless go. you're a 14-year-old girl or <gasps> a 60-year-old man, no, 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 no one's wearing Crocs No, 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 between. what's happened? They've become really cool. Yeah, with 14-year-old girls. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but also old blokes. <laughs> have not become Is cool. anyone wrong? Actually, <laughs> actually, the Bridge to Brisbane is fundraising for yeah. uh, the, uh, the Ronald McDonald McDonald's uh, House Charities, yeah, the yeah. Children's Hospital Foundation, uh, White Cloud Foundation, Mental uh, Awareness Foundation, Cure Cancer, Food Bank, Salvation Army. Like, there's heaps. There's over 300 charities they raise money for, the Pajama Foundation. Um, a lot of doctors and nurses wear Crocs in the hospital because they're super comfy. My you might get man, a doctor or dad. a nurse yeah, my dad who's retired not doctor. on shift yeah. that might want to come yeah. along. They might just shuffle out of the hospital and just join in. I just how they come. I mean, There'll be beers on afterwards. We keep talking about it, encouraging it, because nobody's well, rung yet. We're well, well, hoping that maybe... Yeah, yeah. Hey, get this bloke. <laughs> Wolf gang. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you you want to come? Yeah, mate. Um, and uh, the ailment part I got covered. I'm about to go in for my sixth operation on my body. Yeah, oh, you've nice. got to be munted somehow. So yeah. you're pretty munted. Well, his phone line's munted too, yeah. Wolf gang. Oh, yeah, we well missed all of that. I am truly munted. Oh, yeah. Have you got any crops, though? <laughs> 
Are you got crumbs? Um, oh, oh, I could try and find some. Marta I'm sure I'll I'll you some. Mate, He's got some. Marta was telling us yeah. how popular they are. Good luck trying to find a pair around the joint. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> they, they sell that. Oh, we just they wear thongs really quickly. and maybe get in the shed and build some surround. You could probably build a pair. Of you some could probably thongs. get some of the fake ones from Kmart, perhaps. You can get the Ooh. knockoff versions. I'm not sure how comfortable they are. And what are they called? Just cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M breakfast. The Olympics in 2028 is in Los Angeles. They have already said, yep, let's do cricket, which means automatically that if cricket's already in, we'll repeat it here for 2032. And we all know why cricket needs to be in the Olympics, because the world's most populous nation is India, and they tend to like the game a little bit. Speaking of India, uh, the World Cup continued last night. Good news for all you Brewies. New Zealand played the Netherlands and now have won their second game. You beat the, the Dutch by 99 runs, Kiwis. Uh, in the Cricket World Cup continues. I didn't know the Dutch were known for cricket. Oh, yeah, they're not too bad. Are they? they are, of course. Orange team. Um, ah. they are Kiwis beat them by 99 runs. We play South Africa Thursday night. Keep an eye on that. But We've already lost to India. That is correct. Yay. They may as well give the trophy to India. Correct. Anytime. Well, it's in India, right? Yeah. It's no in one's India. Been in India. In India. No one ever beats India in India. <laughs> is there any pitch gate? You know how when we oh, played yeah. over there last time there was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. There's oh. diarrhea gate as well. Oh, so they yeah. can do whatever they want. They own the game. Um, and which we go to the game. An extraordinary afternoon unfolded in, uh, in Adelaide on Sunday where a world record was beaten. So Tasmania went out. This is one day. This is interstate uh, one day competition, Margot. So Tasmania were playing South Australia. Tasmania batted and scored 400. 35 runs off their 50 overs. That's a lot. That's good. Now, 300 is amazing, Margot. Okay. You hit 300, you're doing really Australia well. Australia only sco- 50 overs. Australia many, scored 200 against India the other night. Only Six 200. balls per over. That so is correct. 300 balls so total. 300 balls if you're hitting one a ball, you're doing really well. Oh, yeah. They hit, Marto. 435 <laughs> runs. Jesus. South Australia started to bat, and they sent in this young bloke, Jake, uh, Jake Fraser McGurk. They call him the rooster because what happens, his name's it's Fraser McGurk is his last. Name. So his, his name's Jake Fraser McGurk. McGurk. Uh. So they call him the Rooster. So the Rooster struts out, and he's 21. He's one of the best young talents in Australia. But Victoria got rid of him because they know oh, you're overconfident, you're cocky. So he went over and you're played cocky. A, yeah. All right. Well done. <laughs> his name is Jake Fraser McGurk. Now he um, he goes out to bat. And what unravelled next was uh, apparently mind blowing. The first eighteen balls he scored fifty. Twenty nine <laughs> balls. <laughs> eighteen balls he got a fifty. Twenty nine ball hundred. The fastest hundred. He has just set the world record. The fastest so one hundred ever. Fifty. He hit in eleven balls. Eleven balls. He scored How? thirteen sixes, ten fours, and only five singles in a century. And incredibly enough, despite all this, uh, fifty minutes is all he needed to score one hundred and twenty. Eight runs. South Australia were beaten. They only got 398 runs. What a day. That's 833 runs in an afternoon. Now, cricket might be exciting if you could replicate that. What does what? he do after the game? Like, what else could I have done? I hit 50 off 11 yeah, you balls. Blokes you blokes let us down. Absolute you morons. Let us down. Oh, okay, oh. Triple Ns, you can't say that, is up next. Jump on the phone. Cricket will get exciting if people keep doing that. Oh, I it's like your passion. exciting as uh, Dan's draft talk in the AFL. Well, don't was. you bring us down here. Yeah, do a song. <laughs> How dare you? Get some triple M breakfast wherever you can. Margo, Margo and Dan on triple M. Triple M breakfast with Margo, Margo and Dan. 
Friday week. It is all happening. Hit the burner phone 0484101045 if you want to be part of this. The Australians have broken the world record. It's a record. Triple M Breakfast, Brisbane, Book of Records. We're all in on it. Marto, Margo, myself, you listening right now if you want to be. Uh, you see what I'm doing now, spinning a knife. I can do that with it's a very hammer. dangerous. No, but I can do that with a hammer. And here's my challenge with the Brisbane Book of Records. If you're a chippy and you spend all day with a hammer in your hand, spinning it, flipping it and catching it by the handle... How many? How many I reckon I'd be up. I reckon I could do 3,000 without dropping it. <laughs> no, no way. Not a chance. But I while you're standing it. there waiting for an apprentice to do something, often you, spit, you, know, you stand there because I don't check my phone. 3,000. Well, it's got to start waiting somewhere. for this apprentice? No, well, I've never done it that many times, <laughs> but I reckon I could keep on doing okay. it because I don't drop my hammer. Yeah. Well, bring your hammer in tomorrow and let's put it to the test. Oh, no, I'm saying some carpenters out there will go, I can... Well, it's your chance to get in the record books and tell your mm. mates, you know, I've got the record for mm. spinning hammers. So yeah. you're saying that, that could be your Bang. crack next Bang. Friday. Hit us on the burner Bang. phone if you I want that here all to day be doing that record. Yeah. Okay. Right. One that's not open to... Inter- well, that one that is actually open to interpretation that's not as simple as just, you know, throwing a hammer around the joint. Mm. Uh, is your roast chicken no. devouring? Yeah, I just said that I reckon I can eat a roast chicken pretty quickly. You have lots I of questions, though, then, post-statement uh, <sighs> of I reckon I could do it. I had no questions. You guys started go. You said, no, I don't want to eat that stupid little piece of meat in between the two bones. No, in between the leg bones. In the, between yeah. the leg bones. Well, and, that's and, that's well, part gotta, of the chicken, so you got to eat that, right? Here's the one for me where we went, uh, that's impressive to get through the meat and the stuffing, and then he pipes up and goes, I'm not doing the stuffing. Well, is it part of well, the I'm chicken not do- or not? No, well, it's Coward? not part... Well, you're scared. <laughs> I love that he's happy to eat the, the parson's nose. Oh, I love the parson's nose. The, but the, I'm not the, the bum of the chicken. <laughs> yeah, but, but he doesn't want to eat a bit of mushed up bread. I'm not going to eat mushed up bread. It. Who wants to eat? Look, my record is to eat a roast chicken. The roast, that's an add-on. The, the stuffing's an add-on to get you to buy it in the shop. Oh, Coles, Woolies, nice. Costco. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We have to standardise handbags, roast chicken. I'll break the record, but there'll be someone who'll break it. What's the ala tinny? The What's record. the one where you stick a can chicken up its bum? Tinny. Chicken ala tinny. I don't mind that because it's nice Are you going to nice cook your moist. own chicken? I don't know. Do what we need all... to set us? Do we need to standardise the chicken? Any chicken from any of those outlets, I'd say. And How obviously, quickly? you what? choose the smallest one. If you're smart, you'd pick a small. If you just joined us, we're talking about the Brisbane Book of Records. Yeah. What about that guy who rang and claiming that? Well, he what's the, the goal thing? Justin, do it again. Okay. This went for 53 seconds. The previous 58. record. 58. 58. All right. The previous record was But listen to the, like, where's your standardisation on this guy? It's got to be more decibel. That's low decibel. See? That's, is that breaking? Are you all offended that we said that you were a coward because you wouldn't eat the stuffing? <laughs> uh, is this a Joey Chestnut type situation where I've got to strip all of the meat off the chicken yeah, for you and then be. you just yeah, eat yeah. the chicken? Or yeah. do you have to pull do apart have the to chicken yourself? It. No, he has to do it. You've got to do it yourself. He's got it's, to It's a one-man operation. You're a D-bone. Yeah, but who's checking the pile of bones afterwards? Like, who's forensically well, going, have an official, too much meat on there, mate? We'll have a chicken checker. 
in here chicken. on the day. Are you the official adjudicating chicken checker? Well, I'll be trying to break the record for the um, a toilet roll unraveled quickest oh, yeah. with one hand. What so are I'll you going to do, busy. Margaret? Oh, I reckon my kids could beat you at that. Get a couple calls on after the dire straits here, Marto. Does the stuffing have to be eaten? Does all the meat have to be eaten? Because you didn't want to eat the little bit on the leg between the two bones. Yeah, let's br- let Brisbane have their say. One triple three five three. What do you think the parameters around Marto's chicken uh, devouring needs to be? And or, do you want to join? Are there him? any other records too? Because yeah. I'm thinking of bringing a dartboard. The person who can throw the most triple twenty. Jeez, it's going to be a, a busy day. We've got some well, stuff we, to get. Yeah. Aren't well, you just shaking espresso martinis and drinking it as well? <laughs> oh, was I doing that? Yeah, too? you're making it. Espresso, shaking it, consuming it in as quickly this is as possible. It's going to be a great day. Yeah. <laughs> stuffing or no stuffing, I think, is the big question for the chicken mm. eating. Because maybe you want to join Marto on the chicken eating. Got best. another one from the, the from the job site. If yeah. anyone knows the record to this, how many times when you go and have a wee in the portaloos, how many times the frog the flap, flap the goes? <laughs> I've heard like nine or ten. Mm. Nathan in Springfield Fast. could be the adjudicator here. What are your thoughts on the chicken eating for the world record attempts, Nath? Mate, well, I just wanted to say, at Costco's, you can actually get a chicken without stuffing. Oh, yeah. And also, I reckon you should debone the chicken himself, do all the hard work. Yeah. yeah I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm good, at, I'm good at filleting chicken. The roast chicken's at Costco. Large, aren't they, Nate? They're the biggest oh. chickens in the market and the cheapest and apparently the best. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, without the stuffing, no, I'm a stuffing man, so oh. I reckon you should eat it with the stuffing, but, yeah, Costco's uh, you can go with it. Nathan, uh, now, how fast do you reckon you could eat a... Uh, you could debone and eat a... Uh, hot a, chop. A, a hot chop. How long do you reckon you could do it in? Uh, I reckon in about 15 seconds. <laughs> What are you doing next Friday? Nice hungry. <laughs> you could be a chance here. Yeah. Could, we I'll, might get Nathan. Tim in Wellington Point, uh, you got a stuffing ruling for us too, mate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely no stuffing. That's uh, that's not too foul. That's okay. Oh, thank oh, you. Good, a little joke good work. There. Uh, 80% of people on the burner phone are saying <laughs> to leave the stuffing out. I'm happy to uh, do it. And yep. 75% of people are saying to debone the chicken as what that's what they do in eating competitions. Oh, oh that's interesting. Uh, before it. I start, yeah. debone, and yeah. then it's just a matter of chugging it down. And tongs. So I, when they do I, the I wings. I need other chicken eaters to come on in next Friday. Yeah. When they do the wing-eating comp, they strip all the meat, then they just have a big pile of bones, and then oh. they just eat all the meat with water. Yeah, because and then they someone, will, bones someone will die otherwise. Yeah. Choke. All right, yeah. look, I think you're a coward, but I'm happy to go with what the people oh. are saying. Do you 80%. know the Heimlich manoeuvre? Because that's what you'll need if you make me start <laughs> oh, eating says bones. says he who's only doing an undoing of the toilet paper. Oh, hard. Oh, oh, poor me. I'm just oh, got my wrist. Oh, I've got oh, dense oh, wrists. I'm going to eat a lemon. Oh, yeah. well done. And oh, then do I'm a tequila shot, are you? Yeah, I'm going to do a tequila shot. You just want to get blind on a Friday on the company dime, why not? Let's not turn on each other. Let's yeah. just keep it all sticking together. Come on. Yeah. We're a bloody team here. And he's going to need all that toilet paper after consuming <laughs> this chicken. Hey, boys, uh, I was completely, utterly, and totally immersed and became obsessed with the new show on Netflix, Beckham. Oh, my wife, too, Margot. You're, oh, my God. I smashed can't out. can't stop watching it. Yeah, I smashed out all four episodes. Yeah. It's a limited series, it's only four episodes, little documentary. On uh, your own? 
Did you watch it on your own? On my own. Yeah, Corey was filthy. He came home and he said, oh, you started this without me. Exactly. It's got something. It's the perfect couples binge series I know, but because I've it's been... got soccer and posh boys. Posh, posh boys, pop culture. It's the best of both worlds. And I'd been hearing about it all this, like this week and over the weekend and I finally got a quiet moment to myself yeah. uh, and I thought I'm just going to smash out an episode or two and then, you know, four hours later I, I watched four episodes. I'd abandoned my children. I'd abandoned my household. Oh, that's I abandoned Corey and I just... I just watched it solo. and I, Proper binging, that's good. Proper binging. And upon the completion of it, I was like, I actually probably should have watched this with my kids and husband because it is phenomenal. It's about oh. passion. It's about determination. It's about family. It's about resilience, about mental toughness. Like, he was absolutely obsessed with Victoria Beckham. He just Why? loved her. She was the Spice Girl. He was the superstar footballer. He was driving from Manchester to London, which is, you know, a couple of hours of driving. Just to see her for seven minutes at some time, and you know, Slocker. there's Hold a really so great. You, you get two away in seven minutes. <laughs> there's a really great insight into their lives. You know, it's quite candid. Uh, it's it's very honest. Some of it's very raw. It was like a therapy, like wow. sitting inside someone's therapy session. And Posh Spice, you know, I, I really love their little relationship. It's quite cute because David really holds her accountable, and vice versa. Oh. And there was a part where she was doing, you know, her her bit to camera, and David must have been offside listening. Uh, to her doing that and he pulled her up on whatever it was that she was discussing Both about. Both of our parents work really hard. We're very working, working class. Be day. honest. I, I am being Be honest. honest. How honest. did your dra- dad drive you to school? My time? dad, what well, was it? Okay, what in car, the 80s what? my dad had a Rolls Royce. Oh, self, yeah. another self-made millionaire. <laughs> she addresses the cheating scandal. I love this. Would you say that was the hardest time in your A hundred percent. It was Mm. the hardest period because it felt like the world was against us. And here's the thing, we were against each other. Mm. Up until Madrid, sometimes it felt like us against everybody else. But we were together. We were connected. We had each other. Mm. Spain brought them all undone and then they moved to America and then he then... He kept going, oh, actually, no, this is not enough for me. I'm going to go from LA Galaxy, went to AC Milan, then from AC Milan back to LA Galaxy. Then he went to St... Uh, Paris Saint-Germain and then from Paris Saint-Germain back to LA Galaxy uh, and then it all finishes where he is now with Lionel Messi, the, the currently the best player alongside Cristiano Ronaldo in the world in playing at uh, Inter Miami well, as one of the Miami, team owners. Uh, yeah. What yeah. do you say about a bloke that goes through a lot of footy clubs as well? Shit bloke. <laughs> chased the money. He chased the money and they wanted his experience. He was loaned out a lot. Anyway, it was fascinating. You know, I haven't really showed much interest in in football. All right, I'll ask you this question and this is probably all you need to answer. Why would he make this? Has he not got oodles and doodles of money? Why Probably would you, more money. He loves money. Yeah. He, loves he loves money. money. He loves money. Well, there's so another cheating scandal going on because my wife is currently cheating with the Beckhams. I haven't yes. spoken to her in about four days, Margot. Oh, Every yeah. woman, I think, in Australia is binging It's only four episodes. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. There's a little bit of swearing, uh, but there's um, a really great, you know, valuable lessons, I think, inside it. Watch it with your kids. It's all about resilience in sport and no one has been through more than David Beckham when it comes to, you know, being a professional athlete on a world stage. It was pretty incredible. Anyway, I was impressed. Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. Brisbane ass. Yeah, that's right. The GOAT 
album countdown from nine. It was unreal yesterday. Marto, you said you had a few split-end songs that you were enjoying there. They oh, played four in a row. Yeah, they put on, I think, True Colours from 19... Jesus, 1979 or so. It was just magic. It was magic just you, to hear it in the background. You can vote. Go up on the listener app. Vote. Greatest album of all time. It's back on after 9am. Hey, I'll give you a fabulous. Uh, Chicago Marathon was on on Sunday, so the news only just came through yesterday afternoon. Always a fast marathon, Margot. I, I don't know if you know the Chicago. Always the record is in the old days, the Berlin Marathon and the Chicago Marathon. They were flat courses. They used to always win. When, when marathon runners wanted to post a fast time, they'd go to either one of those two. Some incredible news for the Kenyan runner. Kenyan runner Kelvin Kiptum has broken the world record in the men's marathon in Chicago. In just his third ever marathon, Kipton finished in two hours and 35 seconds, smashing fellow Kenyan Eliud Kipchoge's time by 34 seconds. His third marathon yeah. ever. And, and they often say your fastest time will happen in your first two or three, maybe four, because it wrecks your body. You're travelling at that speed. All right, so you understand how fast 100 metres is? It's something like a 14... They're running 14-second 100 metres for 42 kilometres. It's, Mato, it's 21 on a treadmill. Have you ever set a treadmill to 20, 21, 21 kilometres an hour? For two hours. Well, this is, the hours. Fast, this is the fastest ever this guy did. And then the girl who won the girls' marathon... Dutch runner Sifan Hassan won the women's race in two hours, 13 minutes and 44 seconds, the second fastest time ever for a woman at that distance. Never... Oh, my God. Right, so What's going a, on? It was a fast day. There might have been a tailwind. I don't know. But <laughs> she was a Kenyan Dutch girl, uh, of course. So they're amazing, the Kenyans. But Two hours, 13 I minutes. I want to talk about I'm never going to run a marathon. Never. Never, want, never wanted to. But I'm in awe of these people that can keep their brain. It's more about the brain. It's mental fortitude. Yeah, Corey, if your legs can keep going, the Corey brain. did one and he said that was all it was. Yeah. It was just that mental fortitude. Looking for someone <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> okay. A, a familiar face just to All keep right. going. I'm no expert, as I said, but i tell you what I saw in both those two. The guy who won in the record and the girl who won in the record, straight after the line, they, they braced the line, the finishing, fell straight to the ground. Of course. Can I give a bit of advice to marathon organisers? You've just run 42 kilometres in world record times and you're making me fall onto bitumen or concrete. Uh, Can we have a spill area, like after you run through some high jump mats for about 200 metres so people can have have a spew, have a lie down that's not on concrete. Is it too much to one ask? One of those kids' foam pits, you know, that's like a ball pit. Just, just fall over. Inflatable pool. Because the last thing you want is grazed knees and elbows. How'd you go? Oh, I've got blood pissing out of me everywhere. Come hey, Marto, on. speaking world records, you've been part of setting one on this very show. We need to get that person back. It was involving a nipple. Do you remember this at all? Oh, the long nipple hair. Uh, we, we're going behind the scenes of the, right. the world's longest nipple hair that this you were actually part of This was years ago. Setting. How long yeah. do you reckon the world record was? Was and was set on our show. How long would you? How long? Well, how long is the longest nipple hair you've had, Margo? Oh, probably three centimeters. <laughs> Margo might have unintentionally broken the world record. This, no, this bloke's not a cover. Yeah, it's up next. It's all part of the Brisbane Book of Records as well. We want you involved. Three it's centimeters. That's disgusting. <laughs> you could floss with that. <laughs> we'll get into Corey's it after this. Corey's got clean teeth. One hundred four point five Triple M. Marto, Margo, and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. We've been there for it all. 4 and 20, Australia's original fan food. Well, we're talking on this day in sport. It was on this day in 2011. 2011, 12 years ago, Triple M set a record, which is significant considering we've uh, got the Brisbane Book of Records going on. 
It was the record for the world's longest nipple hair. And you go, who broke that record? It was amazing. We had the representative from the Guinness Book there, and she stood there fascinated by how long this nipple hair was. You had Stefan, the hairdresser of hairdressers there, Marto. He measured it He measured the nipple hair. Right. from, And we had to be so careful (laughs) because if you stretched it too much, you had to stretch it to measure it, but if you stretch it too much, then you've just lost the record. 15.3 on the third. centimetres. The record since been broken by Daniel Tiberi, who measured 17 centimetres. He was an engineering student then, Tim McGovern. His life has never quite been the same again. He joins us now. Tim, how are you, mate? Good. How are you going? What do you remember of that day? It was was a very interesting day. I had to skip out on my uh, first day of my my work experience to go get measured. Oh, that's right. Just, just rocking up and seeing Stefan rock up in his Maserati with the number plate hair. That was pretty, pretty special. <laughs> what a moment. Tim, how do you feel knowing that the record has been broken by just how, under two centimetres? How long did you have the record for, Tim? I think it was about two years. Two years, and then it got broken by this Daniel Tavari. Were you devastated yeah. when you got the news? I was, I was pretty devastated when I got the next world record and... Guinness World Record books, so I was beaten. Competing with Italians, it's, it's not easy. Not yeah. easy. No. It was a weird day for me. I'd never looked at a man's nipple that closely before uh, that day. Um, what happened with that? We tucked it back into your shirt. How long did it stay? One week. It oh. got punched off one week later. Hey. Punched <laughs> off? What do you mean punched yeah. off? I, I did karate and, uh, yeah. Oh, oh it snapped. Oh, the old Japanese form All right, of karate. Where is, it? where is it? Did you use it as a bookmark? These days, or what did you do? Fl- Flossy it. Flossy Flossy. Flossy. You laminated. I laminated. Oh, laminated <laughs> it. Yeah, unreal. Does it hang somewhere? In my wallet. Proud. Oh. oh, in the wallet. And do you just whip it out every now and then and go? I used to be the world's record holder for the longest nipple. And here it is, ladies. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. did you feel that punch during karate and go? Oh, stop the class! Oh, well, I think be, my, that'd be nipple I think my nipple hair. Did, did everyone out. go? No, no. And no. They, they they pulled apart your shirt, and there it was. The nipple hair had fallen off. That, that's pretty much exactly what happened. Oh, wow. Have you tried to regrow it, Tim? Do you think you'll ever be able to emulate this ever again? It was growing. One more was growing back, and it was quite long. And then I was just going for a jog, fluffed my shirt, gone, and oh. it's never come back. Gone again. Oh, what? the art of trying to grow the nipple hair. I mean, I don't have any problems. If you want to see a nipple hair, I'll give you one. No. Tim, people listening right now <laughs> the who breast, want the to get involved. mums of Brisbane. In Brisbane's oh, book of records. Longest can you tell them there. how much it changed your life to be part of that Triple M experience? It was, yeah, I mean, it was really amazing because I don't know if I'd ever be able to organise it otherwise. You know, there's so much organisation involved to get a Guinness World Record. You're welcome, Tim. Amazing. Yeah. Tim, you got anything else? We got the Brisbane Book of Records. Have you got anything else that you're special at or extraordinary at? No, I'm pretty dull otherwise. <laughs> All right. Well, it was him. It Good was great while it lasted. <laughs> See you, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Thanks. Tim. Thank Thanks, you, Tim. Tim. Hey, get in touch. Brisbane's Book of Records. <laughs> if you want to jump on board, text the burner phone 0484101045. You can be joining us next Friday on Brisbane Book of Records show. We're going to get a bunch of people together and break the records as a team. On the way out the door, we're going to leave you with the GOAT album countdown, greatest albums of all time. Oh, how good was that yesterday? There were like four split-end songs in a row around, God, what was that about? Lunchtime-ish. God, it was good. Yeah, they're playing a heap of tracks off the Uh, various albums going all uh, week. That'll come on just after nine here, after we're finished, but we couldn't finish the show without getting along to one of the GOAT gigs of all time. Greatest gigs 
uh, Triple M's Garage Session. Here at Triple M, it's the one month of music we froth over every single year. And it's here again. It's Triple M's massive month of music. It's Triple M's Oztober. Live music at its loudest, at its very best. You mean the one at the Princess Theatre with the Living End and Diesel and uh, Pete Murray? Oh, my gosh. We celebrate Australian music all month, and then we celebrate together at the beautiful... Princess Theatre. It's been refurbed. We've been Are these tribute bands? It's amazing. Are they no. tribute bands? Is it They're not the real Pete... bands, no. Murray. It's not the Pete Murray tribute band. It's the living end. I don't think it's Paul Murray coming up and doing his best <laughs> Pete Murray impersonation. I think it's actually Pete Murray. Oh, it's actually Diesel. And it's actually... The living end. Yeah. Nick in Wynnum. You've given us a call. Yep. Are you ringing... Hey guys, how are you? Are you ringing for a Hoppy's car wash voucher? What are you, what are you up to, Nick? Ah, uh, no, definitely ringing for October now. Oh, October tickets. He right. wants to do a bit of midweek headbanging with us. Do you love your living end, Nick? Have you seen them live before? I have. I've seen them up at the Cairns Brothers Club when I used to live up in Cairns back oh, in the day. Wow. Well, oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> Mate, you should be the... Get, uh, no, you're going. Get He's along in. to the Princess Theatre. It'll be amazing on a Wednesday night in a few weeks' time. Mate, I would love to go. It'd be an amazing night and see him again for sure. Well, we look forward to seeing you there, Nick. You're coming along to join us. Thank you. See you there, legend. Easy. Just keep it here on Triple M. VIP Triple M passes. The only way to get along to Triple M's Oztober Garage Session. When we wrap up Oztober, we'll be celebrating Pete Murray, Diesel, the living end. And if you want a haggle-free, hassle-free car buying experience, Motorama pre-owned, the new way to buy a used car. We're out of here. Be back tomorrow. We're going to leave you with the greatest albums of all time. The countdown continues after this here on Triple M.